Good morning, church. My name is Natasha, and I'm one of the pastors here at Knox. 364 days ago, our church community welcomed the year of our Lord, 2022. We welcomed the year with stories of God's kindness, the deeds for which he is to be praised. So on January 2 of this past year, we heard stories of God's um, faithfulness from Chris and Annette. They told us how God brought them from the U.S. to Canada and helped them settle here. We heard stories of God's provision from Maureen Ord, telling of how God protected her and kept her through really difficult seasons of life. We heard stories of God's faithfulness from Zhao Ya, who told us about how God made a way where there seemed to be no way for her to study in Canada. On that day, Reverend Nick reminded us that this is the year that the Lord has made and that we can trust in and be grateful for God's good work, even at times when things don't move in the trajectory that we would like. I'm going to be leading us through a recollection of the year. So stick with me. This will feel a little different than a typical sermon, but I think God has something for us in it. So after January 2 last year, we moved into a study of the book of Mark. 50 of us, or more than 50 of us actually, from this congregation joined together in reading the book of Mark and talking about it week by week and asking questions together. In this study of the book of Mark, we had Reverend Deb Stanbury join us to introduce this idea of the identity that we have. She talked about and reminded us that we belong to Christ, that we're beloved by God. She shared about the ministry that she leads in helping trafficked women to discover a new identity, to discover their own belovedness. She encouraged us to do that for other people in our lives as well. This study in Mark gave us an opportunity to take a closer look at who Jesus is and why Jesus' life and ministry matter to us today. Mark is the shortest gospel, but the months of January and February and March were not short on God's voice revealed to us through the work of Jesus. In that series, we wondered together how Jesus' healing might meet us in places of deep need. For some of us, 2022 was a year of healing for physical ailments, for broken relationships, for mental illness, through doctors, through prayer, through miracles. For some people in our congregation, there are stories to tell now of how God has carried us through our places of deep need, through the work of Jesus. Our study in Mark also challenged us to see how we might show the reality of God's kingdom through love, through the love that we show to the world. We were invited to even place our own name in the call of Jesus, saying, Natasha is one who walks away from sin in order to follow Jesus. Perhaps for you, hearing that invitation gave you the courage to make a change, to walk away from sin and follow Jesus in the past year. February also gave us the chance to celebrate Black History Month together and hear stories of joy from members of our, con our congregation, Ms. Merle, Paul and Glenda, Miles, Natasha. We celebrate their testimonies of God's great kindness in their lives and the ways in which he carried them through the years. Our study of Mark in the beginning of the year also held 
important and perhaps painful reflections on counting the cost of following Jesus together. We read about the death of John, and we were invited to think about how we, as Knox Church and as people, might be uniquely positioned to stand up against the evils of the empire, the evils that we see around us. We were invited to notice together what's broken in our city, what is wrong. We were invited to ask what Jesus might have come to save and to make right and what our church's call is in the midst of all of this beauty and brokenness. On Easter Sunday, we finished up this study of Mark and we heard Rico's beautiful testimony of God's kindness in his life, of people who invited him to follow Jesus. We were challenged this way, and this is a quote from what uh, Reverend Nick shared with us that day. Like women who gathered at Jesus' tomb, we haven't just seen an empty tomb, but have experienced the emptying of tombs in our lives. We've been instructed now to go and say to all who will hear it, Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified, is now risen. I was dead in my sin and have been called out of the grave with him. It's a good word. The week after Easter, James Patterson joined us to display the prayer machine that he invented and talked about the way that God has woven prayer and art together in his story. In the sermon series on resurrection life, we had the chance to wonder together about how the resurrection of Jesus changes us and to, res- and to recognize that every time the resurrection of Jesus is spoken about and shared from one person to another, God's work of redemption and bringing new life continues. In June, we heard stories of God's faithfulness from Chris and Annette and Jerusha as they joined our church and publicly professed their faith in God. From there, our church moved into a season of learning about the Ten Commandments, the rules that God gave the people of Israel to live by. And far from being commandments that limit freedom, these commandments were given to a people who had been set free from enslavement and were designed to continue their freedom, to help them live as people who are free. We were reminded that these rules weren't meant to be anything less than rules of life. We were told and taught that we are most free when we are who God created us to be and are living in the ways that he has called us. Now, skipping ahead to August, this was an important milestone in our church's life and a very practical expression of how God has been kind to us in the past year when the evening service resumed after several years of hiatus due due to the pandemic. And that Um, continues to be a faith home to a small and vibrant group of people who are finding their footing together as a body who worships at 4.30 most Sundays here. In September, we moved on to the annual vision series, so reminding us that we're a church that's following Jesus, loving the city, and serving the world. And we did that even in a hands-on way as we welcomed over 200 people to our parking lot in September and had to run over to Metro to buy more food because we kept running out. That, to me, is an expression of how God was kind to us this year, allowing us to gather together, bringing in neighbors that we hadn't seen in years. 
we also hosted a gathering for missionaries here, who um, many of whom hadn't seen each other in quite a while and had time to encourage each other, be blessed by this congregation that has sent them, um, and to remember stories of how God has been faithful um, in the years, um, especially in the last two years, as so much has changed. In the later months of 2022, we asked this question, why do we as a church do what we do? Why do we have certain rhythms and practices that make us look different than other communities? What's the point of getting together and praying and singing, being together, gathering, giving an offering? As we reflected on these practices and the purposes behind them, we learned that these help to form us into the communities and the individuals that God calls us to be, shaping us through habits of faith, drawing us into deeper fellowship with God and with each other. When we share them with each other, we have those opportunities to talk about what God has done, to ask questions together. Many of these practices give us the chance to testify in community to God's kindness and all the wonderful works that he's done. Now finally, we finished the year with an exploration of the story of Christ's birth and the events surrounding it. We looked at people who experienced it firsthand, the Magi, Simeon and Anna, Elizabeth and Zechariah, Mary and Joseph. We had the immense privilege of wor worshiping with Toronto Mass Choir, which I don't know about you, that was one of the highlights of 2022 for me and a time in which I felt God smiling as we worshiped together. On Christmas Eve, Reverend Nick summed up the message of the gospel saying, we live in deep darkness, darkness of isolation, darkness of addiction, darkness of a division, darkness of grief, darkness of selfishness and greed. But we gather as a community and remember that a light has dawned. We remember a newborn baby, a life so fresh and new, vibrant and holy. And this life, this light, is the light by which all darkness will be cast out. The celebration of Christ's birth just a week ago was an opportunity to remember God's great kindness revealed in Jesus to us, the love and mercy that he showed in redeeming his people. So as you can tell, this week, I have spent hours and hours watching the sermons from this past year and wondering, what's the common thread? What has God taught us in 2022? What do we need to carry into the coming year? Is there a grander story of where our church is going? And I, I leave that question with you as well. What has God taught us this year? If there's a way to sum it up, and I think there might be multiple ways to look at this, but what I was so struck by, and the, the verse that was in the lectionary, which is um, a series of readings that the church worldwide looks at, this, this was just given to us, um, and I believe maybe as an example of God's kindness to us, in that it so perfectly leads us into to seeing what God has been doing, is this verse that Gabby read for us this morning. We will tell of the kindness of the Lord, how he lifted us up and carried us all of our days. I believe that that is one thread that I see in 2022, that as a church community, we have seen God's kindness. We have told those stories. We have seen God carry us. And this might not just be true for Knox in 2022. 
This might be true for Knox since the early 1800s, that God has been kind to us. God has carried us. This might be true of the story of God's people throughout history. God has been good to us. God has been kind. God has carried us. We will tell of God's goodness. There's something that happens when we do that, when we talk about God's kindness to us, when we tell those stories. Those stories turn into praise. Those stories turn into us recognizing the goodness of God and joining in all creation, just as we read this morning, that all creation is praising God, and we hear about God's goodness and we join in. When we heard Rico testify at his baptism that God put people in his life who could point him to Jesus, we praise. When Miss Merle st- shared stories of God's faithfulness in her life, we praise. When Don shared with the evening service stories of how God has carried him through dark days, we praised. Now today is the second Sunday of Christmas. We are still nestled into the 12 days of Christmas. I think we've got like eight maids of milking today. Um, but we are at the peak of Christmas tide in the church's calendar. Christmas is not done yet. And the idea of praising God for his kindness, praising God for his good works, is at the heart of the Christmas story. Luke's gospel tells us that the shepherds saw the angels and hurried off to find this baby in the stable, Mary and Joseph, the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw him, they spread the word concerning what had happened to them. They spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The shepherds came back praising God for the things that they had heard and seen. Their experience of God's goodness and God's kindness prompted them to tell people about it and to return praising God for what he had done. Simeon and Anna, too, experienced the kindness of God revealed in this promised child who they had the chance to meet, and they began to tell people about it. They began to turn this goodness of God, this experienced kindness, into praise. But for you, you might be thinking, this year is not one where I can talk about the kindness of God because I don't feel that he's been particularly kind. Perhaps in this year, you feel like God's been absent. Perhaps even cruel. It may feel like a miracle that you made it to this day. There are some in our church community who have experienced incredible suffering this year, both privately and publicly. And while we believe and trust that God is walking with them, there might be days where, understandably, they have a hard time feeling that. And that might be where you're at in this point of your story. It may be hard to believe that God is close. Yet in the Christmas story, that is exactly what happens. God comes close to a hurting world. God became human so that we could understand the depth of his kindness to us. He appeared and the soul felt its worth, as the song says. The miracle of Christmas of God incarnate was given to this suffering nation, this nation in captivity who didn't know if God was going to show up for them after many years 
of wondering how they would ever be rescued. The miracle of Christmas was given to a teenage girl who was powerless in society, who was shamed for what had happened. The miracle of Christmas came to these shepherds who were on the margins of the city, life passing them by as they sat on the hills. The miracle of God incarnate comes to us still today in our pain, whether we feel like it or not. God comes close. Emmanuel is here. But it's here that our testimonies and the stories of God's kindness among us become the thrill of hope that a weary world needs to know. There are some in our lives who are in the midst of that kind of suffering. And the story of God's kindness that you share with them, the story of God's kindness to you in seasons when you were suffering, of God carrying you all throughout the years, might feel like a light in the darkness for them, helping them to hold onto faith when they can barely drag themselves out of bed. We will tell of the kindness of the Lord, how he lifted us up and carried us all of our days. My challenge to us, Knox Church, in 2023, is to keep telling stories of God's kindness. If you've experienced that, if you've sometime in the last year, in your life, experienced God carrying you through all your days, let's celebrate it together. Tell your church family. If there's a story that you'd like to share with this community, we want to help you find a way to do that. Because it's in those stories that the body of Christ is built up. It's in stories of God's goodness that we help each other carry on when it seems like 2023 will be another year of darkness. It's in the stories of God's goodness that we keep remembering that God has been good to our church. God has been good to us as people of faith. God has been good and faithful. And so I encourage you to find a way to keep telling those stories. There are a couple questions that I want to offer for reflection. And they'll be on the screen And I invite you to just pause and think about how you can do this in the coming week or month. Maybe this is a resolution you want to add to your list. But after that, we're going to do something together to continue thinking about the year ahead. 